Good afternoon. I'm Amanda Major from the University of Central Florida Center for Distributed Learning. And I would like to welcome you to Storytelling, Amplifying the Human Connection in Online Learning. This is part of the University of Central Florida's faculty seminars in online teaching. Our intention in each of these 30-minute sessions is to provide a brief treatment of a trending topic or best practice relevant to online teaching. This session is not intended to be a workshop of tools for, digital, for using digital storytelling. Rather, the aim is to explain the importance of storytelling for personalizing the online environment for enhanced student outcomes. An added benefit you will have here is the array of resources available to you for more de detailed follow-up in the ses session's webpage or web link. We believe that today's seminar will be successful if you just take away one new idea for utilizing storytelling in your online course. And then also to reach out to someone, and that may be your instructional designer, to start a conversation about using stories in your MRW courses. I would like to acknowledge the participants on site with us here in our offices at the Center for Distributed Learning and those also participating online via Adobe Connect. Our online participants are in very good hands with Dr. Linda Futch and Dr. Beth Nettles as moderators, and Jonathan Pizzo, or just Pizzo as we call him, ensuring technical quality. Before we begin, I'd like to draw your attention to the feedback form for today's session. Feel free to share any unanswered questions or any ideas you might have that could benefit the participants here and online, and we will follow up with that after the session. We ask that you please hold your questions until the end of the presentation, and if I can have a drum roll, please. Please join me in welcoming today's presenters, Ashley Salter and Susie Jardani. I am Ashley Salter. I am an instructional designer here at CDL. Um, so thank you for spending some time with us this afternoon to take a look at digital storytelling. So first and foremost, we will acknowledge the poll that we had as you entered the room, um, either through Adobe Connect or here face-to-face. -face, how often do you engage in digital storytelling? So, you know, the responses that we're receiving is, you know, uh, eight people online are saying sometimes and rarely. And I know that as you were walking in, um, people that are joining us here face-to-face -face were stating, well, I'm not quite sure what digital storytelling is, but I know I tell stories all the time. So maybe you're doing it. Maybe you're just unaware that you're doing it. Um, so thank you again for joining us, because this will kind of open up some new ideas, hopefully, to you. All right, so as we move forward, um, my face-to-face -face participant, just by a show of hands, have you ever used storytelling in your courses? Face-to-face, -face, mixed mode, online? Okay, so I see about a handful, about six of our, our, our participants joining us today. Um, so as we move forward, just keep an open mind. Um, if you are currently using it, uh, maybe some ideas that you can kind of um, explore or resources that we have available on our session's website. Um, 
would be important for you to just explore in your own time. The overview of today is um, identifying what digital story really is and why you should use it. Resources and examples for digital storytelling and, of course, recommendations for effective implement implementation, uh, which Susie will be covering in her part of our presentation. Um, and just thinking outside of the box, really, and getting out of your own head, as Amanda had mentioned in her introduction. Um, looking at identifying what storytelling really is, well, we know by definition, it's sharing one story through multiple, multiple mediums, which is fantastic, but really it's the interaction um, of text, voice, sound with your content, um, which brings us to really why. Why am I going to tell these stories and how are they going to be helpful? And we use these digital storytelling um, to integrate technology into our curriculum and really create those authentic learning experiences which brings us to really the bigger why of effective engagement. We know from our teaching practices that the more engagement that we can offer our students, the better those learning outcomes are. So taking a look um, at the promotion of interaction, authentic learning experiences, they really increase focus, the motivation of your students, the critical thinking, and also a sense of community in that online environment, which can be a little tough to achieve. If you're mixed mode or you're fully online, sometimes those are challenges that you might face in creating that sense of community and those group projects. And this is something to really explore with that. How does this fit in online specifically? Well, basic skills and technology um, are used when telling these stories and are really, really accessible to students right now. They're free. Um, and again, I'll, I'll touch base on those resources later on, but just the tools are so readily available that it would be silly not to take advantage of these. Um, projects that will wholly, highly motivate your students and have them spending more time on tasks in order to revise their work and even share it with others. So storytelling online can occur in you know, the following blogs, social media. Um, the list goes on and on. Um, and the really important thing that I want to point out to, to you today whether you're face-to-face -face or joining us online, is to take a look at the link that is provided um, to you at face-to-face. -face. It's on the board and online. We have it below. And, and explore these resources. Now, we will use your time today to explore them. Personally, I'm one of those people that likes to do this on my own time and really explore and kind of muddle my way through examples. But there are a plethora of tools, um, examples for different variations of all of these. Um, on our website. So just take a moment, you know, once this is done, to kind of go back and check in with. One of the first decisions to be made when deciding um, to use digital storytelling in your curriculum is really, are you going to be using it for your teaching purposes, or are you going to be creating it as an assignment for your students? So in looking at this, um, some educators may decide to create their own digital story to take a concept that would be very difficult in text. Or maybe some, you know, historically your students are struggling with a concept. Taking this approach, using the visuals and identifying a new way of active involvement in that visual has proven to be very, very effective in those outcomes. Um, the teacher-created stories are also um, ways to enhance something that you already have. So you have a great PowerPoint presentation, but your students just aren't getting the really core foundation of what you're trying to teach. Try a digital story. 
Should you um, decide to have your students create their own digital story, as we're going to take a look at later, um, you know, these technologies today allow students the opportunity to um, use their mobile devices, use digital cameras, online tools, and editing software that are essentially free for them to use and create these really great, collaborative, deep, well-thought-out projects that are more than just a paper. So students may be given assignments in which they're asked to research a topic um, or a viewpoint in particular. And this type of project and activity actually draws better interest, attention, and motivation for our digital learners. And additionally, when students' uh, stories are published online, Think about the peer review opportunity that's available. So they're going to really think long, deep, and hard about the opportunities that exist for their peers to kind of reflect on what they've created and spend a little bit more time. Because it's not just for your eyes. Their peers are looking at it, too. And again, you know, I just want to really point out that our website that we're um, sharing with you today, again, has the tools and has a lot of examples. One that I wanted to point out I'm terrible at math, terrible. We'll just put that out there. Um, there is a great mind map um, and a, a story web that puts together a lesson for a math topic. And I was really drawn to that as it broke down the concept of how to solve a problem, but in a very different dynamic than just seeing it in my textbook. So again, lots of resources, examples. Go explore that and try to you know touch base. And it may just spark something that you want to try. or Take something and, and tweak it to kind of make it your own. So at this time, I'd like to hand it over to Susie, who will share with you um, her success story of implementing a digital storytelling assignment in her own class. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. Um, I'm Susie Giordani, and I use digital storytelling in my um, interdisciplinary studies capstone class. And students um, were tasked to do a research uh, project where they were working with a service organization, and they um, outlined and studied a problem or something that needed to be developed or improved within that organization. And then they developed uh, an interdisciplinary solution or outcome and presented it to the service organization in the form of a digital story. So in choosing to use the digital story as a technology, I wanted to make sure that it aligned with not only my course objectives, but with the research project objectives. So namely, I wanted a technology that would allow students to communicate a message or a point directly to an audience that they were unfamiliar with, that they had to outline this audience's needs and values. I also wanted a technology where students had agency over the technology, and they, they, would, they would be able to develop um, and show how they were applying the concepts we were studying. But at the same time, I would be able to see how they were understanding and applying the concepts. Lastly, I wanted a technology where students would be exposed and be able to practice with different technologies that they, that they could use post-graduation. So all of these, um, all of these things were, um, were able to be done with the digital story. Um, So in deciding to use um, digital storytelling, I found that engagement came best when I was organized and purposeful about implementing it, it into my curriculum. Because what we're doing is we're taking a curriculum that already had enough stuff to do for 16 weeks and adding more stuff. 
So in, um, in doing that, I found that scaffolding assignments and making sure that, um, that I introduced the parts of the digital story in parts incrementally, that didn't overwhelm students. It didn't put too much um, attention to the story rather than to what we were doing. Um, and they were all engaged. So in deciding to use digital storytelling, I found there is a multitude of information about it. Um, you can find anything you want about digital storytelling at a, a snap of a finger. So my task was to shape it down into what I wanted to use for my objectives. Um, and so in the process, you can develop any process that you want. And these are some of the things that was important for our project. Um, but the process I used was to first um, send students out and for themselves research what digital storytelling was. They came back with examples of what they thought it was in terms of the assignment we were doing. Um, and that meant it wasn't personal digital stories, because that's not what we were doing. Um, also, they started thinking about what they liked and didn't like about different digital stories. And so even before we had a language to talk about it, we had some opinions about it. And then they formed uh, an idea of what they were going to do for the digital story. They came up with a message or point they were going to try to convey. And then we wrote a script. And we tried to whittle that down into the, about the two to five minute frame for a digital story. Um, next, we focused on story mapping, or the structure of the story. Where do you begin with a digital story? Because um, often it's not at the beginning of the story. <laughs> um, uh, how do you, how do you um, increase the tension? How do you develop a dramatic question? Where do you end? And then we worked on storyboarding, um, collecting images, what images would work with our audience, um, what images would match with the script. Then we purposefully gave a lot of time to um, rough draft of the completed digital story and purposely gave enough time to sharing our rough draft. Not even the final project, but the rough draft. Because it's there where students not only can see a completed script and storyboard, but can get ideas of what other students are doing. And then gave time for them to implement those other ideas. And lastly, we did an overall uh, reflection of how things went, um, but, and, but it also incorporated the reflections we were doing throughout the process, sort of as a debrief. So that really um, was uh, my process. So I found that in using any technology, if you can come up with a common language in order to talk about that technology, it provides a little more unity and cohesion for the class. So we did that with digital storytelling and used Joe Lampert's um, uh, seven elements of digital storytelling from his Center for Digital Storytelling, which some of you are probably familiar with. This was nice because it worked from known to new. You know, most people are aware of, you've seen a movie or whatever, you're aware of the term point of view, you're aware of soundtrack, you're aware of pacing. But so our task was not just to accept these at space value, but to really apply them to what it meant to digital storytelling and what it meant to, um, to our project. So we um, probed what is emotional content. It's not that it just makes you feel sad, but it's got to make the audience that your story is for feel a specific way. Um, 
So that helped out a lot. Then the script and storyboarding was a vital aspect of creating community and um, engagement because it's the first time you know you get to see a completed project and it was like opening a Christmas present. Everybody was excited to see what they had done. Um, but it also has the power to have students sort of go off track because this idea of story is alluring and you start to get um, developed in one aspect of and you lose the focus that this is for a specific assignment. So what I did is I tried to give a little parameters um, and say you have to include these four things or you can say three things or whatever. But this gave us um, a context to talk about it beyond the subjectivity of this was cool and I really like the music and where did you get that picture and <laughs> stuff like that. So it gave us a little, a little uh, more objective uh, way to critique um, the stories that we did. The, the um, storyboard can be as complicated or simple as you want. I chose simple <laughs> because, and then if students had the technology and the ambition and the wherewithal, they made storyboards that blew my mind. So, um, but at the base basis of it, I just asked for a picture and what you're going to say when that picture shows up. And then um, I think engagement, or in my experience, engagement and community come best when it's nurtured. When I tell my two boys to, um, and they're pretty young, but when I tell them to go play and be creative and imaginative, they asked me to watch Moana for the 87th time. So, <laughs> you know, when I, when I nurture the situation, when I create the setting, when I give them parameters, they, you know, create um, darts that immobilize each other and I have my own problems. So, but <laughs> what's important here is it can transfer to the classroom too. Um, so what I did is try to create the possibility of community engagement by giving um, them context, by saying this is a digital story that's going out to a specific audience for a specific pur purpose. It was good that they had worked with this community um, organization and that they had saw them, so it was real world. Um, I also made sure, again, that it, it always connected with what we were doing in the course. Um, I tried to be as transparent as possible. We were going through this together, you know. Um, we used um, the seven elements of digital storytelling throughout. That's what the rubric was based on. It's what the peer edits were based on. And so there was no new language popping up at the, you know, at the last minute here. Um, I tried to tell them um, this is what we're doing and why we're doing it and what digital storytelling was about. We also tried to reflect, you know, not only on the process of the digital story, um, but on the technology, on their service, on um, working with other people and information they got. And then in every opportunity we could, and this was on an online class, we did workshops, we did group discussions and things like that so that they could get ideas. I mean, this is the epitome of active learning. And so the, the gathering of other ideas and sharing them was really important for the digital story. So, so using digital stories was great for me. It was a lot of fun for me. It gave the class a little new life. You know, I wasn't reading 40 essays or research projects, which was a benefit in itself. 
Um, and it was fun for them. Um, it was challenging for them, which was good. We, we started off with a lot of, I can't, and well, can I do something? And, you know, maybe I can do this instead. But at the end, it was, I'm glad I, I did this and things like that. So it was worthwhile for me to do. But my role did change. And so I had to take a seat back and realize I was a facilitator. You know, I was going this with this going through it with them um, and sometimes I didn't know the answers and some and I certainly didn't know, know the technology which fine with me because they figured it out um, <clears throat> but it's also a different shift so you have to put yourself in, in a different mind frame um, that this is something that they are uh, it ultimately in control of and I am guiding them and they are also the idea of um, not doing it right is something that digital stories are great for because you know in their peer reviews they would you know totally be on the wrong page which was great because it gave them a chance to revise and where where they thought they had failed I got to show them it was part of the process you know this is you don't get it right the first time you have to rethink you have to reapply you have to retest and so this uh, setting up for you know doing it wrong or whatever was um, was being I was able to um, mitigate that and help them to see that it's not right or wrong it's not a, a simple choice of um, you did it wrong or you did it right but it's a learning curve and so they would feel even more proud that they finally got the narration with the right image and they were on the right point and they were talking to the audience correctly. So it was great fun for me, and um, I hope you try it. And if you do, I hope you come back and um, let us know how you did. Thank you very much, Susie and Ashley. That was very informative. I'd like to encourage you to take away from this presentation, again, just one idea for using stories in your online courses. You can find examples and resources on our session's webpage or web link. Now, this, this slide contains just a sampling of the many resources on the web page. If you have a chance, I'd encourage you, if you're IDL 6543 graduate or currently attending IDL 6543, you'll have an instructional designer. Please reach out to your instructional designer to start that conversation. If you don't know who that person is, we have an ID lookup tool. And you can use that very simple to use. You will receive web the web links in the follow-up email that we're going to send out to you after the session. So be looking for that. For our online participants, let's move into the question and answer part of our seminar. Um, yeah, in our assignment, music was optional because I had um, students who um, never had done anything like that before. So they were kind of apprehensive. But I had students who created their own web page and stuff like that. So um, those students, yes, yes, created um, music. And then what happened was when we were in um, workshop, those students would be in workshop with those who were apprehensive, and they would get those students to use music. So <laughs> I didn't have to do anything, and students who had never done anything like adding music got a new skill. So it worked out really well. I agree with you. Yeah, um, <laughs> lots of groups, I think. Um, but the, actually, um, 
our capstone was um, at first 150, and so um, I did have a TA with that. But we did split them into groups, 10 each. But what, what I think it could be done also because in digital story, you know, really I was facilitating um, what was going on, and I had them do reflections throughout their service and the development of the digital story. So I could um, I could spot things that were troublesome in the reflections, okay, um, and then I didn't really see it until the rough draft was completed. So it's it's hard, but I think manageable. At this time, I request our online audience please complete the feedback form. We're going to conclude the recording part of this session. But please feel free to stay. We're going to open up question and answers to our audience here face to face.